Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. A back in the win column edition of Flyers Daily. Patrick looking for it to the right wing corner of the Ranger and time getting away. At the line held in by Gostaspear. He'll wait, shoot, he scores! Nolan Patrick was at the side of the net and I believe tipped it by. And the Flyers on the power play goal have tied the score. Swings it in front, unable to find a teammate with that. Obey Bell back to the line. A shot, they score! Sam Moran has got it! Moran beats Shusterkin! And the Flyers have taken the 2-1 lead. He's the man of the hour, Sam Moran. And his first goal in the National Hockey League. The controlled puck batted deep into the Philadelphia zone. Two seconds left. That's going to do it. And Sam Moran comes in and plays the key role. After being outscored by the Rangers 17-3 in the two previous meetings, Moran enters Thursday's game and has a physical presence and then scores the game-winning goal in this one, his first in the NHL. It's 2-1, the final score. All right, here it is, the 28th of March, Sunday edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Man, does that feel good. It feels so good to get a win after the last month of play, this month of March. This March uh, and last March are two of the weirdest marches ever. Uh, the Flyers get a 2-1 win over the New York Rangers. And I think that's one of the cooler parts about it. Yeah, getting the win, and there was no moral victories in this game. If you would have won 6-5, to five, that would have been two points in the standings, and it would have been a win. But to win it 2-1 in a really tight, low-scoring well-defended game is even better. It, it It's astounding that after a 9-0 loss and an 8-3 loss to the Rangers, it was a 2-1 game uh, with a power two power play goals in the game, uh, one by each side, and then the game-winning goal by Sam Moran. How insane is this? And Sam's going to join us. I had a chance to catch up with him after the game, and he called it uh, when he was interviewed on television – the best moment in his life, and you just feel so happy for Sam Moran. The stuff that he has been through over the last three, four years, and the injuries, and rehab, and then re-injury, and the way he came to work every day, and didn't give up, and kept working his rear end off, all with a smile on his face, and you could tell, you could tell the impact he has on his teammates when he scored by the reaction they had. And they gave him a great beer shower in the in the locker room after the game. And you got to feel happy for Sam Moran. Um, I, I, I can't even like kind of wrap my head around thinking what the range of emotions he must have went through as a 2013 11th overall pick. You know, taking a while to get to the league when guys in your draft class were getting there. And then you suffer injuries. Then you come back and you put all that work in and you re-injure it again. And the doubt that must creep into anyone's mind. Uh, am I going to be able to to do it? Am I going to be able to get to the NHL, live out my dream? And for him to to get to the NHL, he's played 15 games now, and to score his first goal as a game-winning goal when the team absolutely needed it was just awesome to see. I don't know what it means for the future of Sam Moran. Uh, I don't know what it means for the future of the Flyers. I don't know if this is a pivot point where they turn around and realize that Good things can happen when you play the game the right way. I don't know. I can't think about that today. I just got to enjoy this win because it was a well-played game, and it's one where they came away with two points, and they desperately needed it. Now they have to move on to Buffalo, and 
you know, show everybody. Every guy sitting in that room and the guy next to him, you have to show that guy that what you're willing to do game in and game out because that's what it takes to have success in the league. But what a moment. And it felt so good because of how rough the month of March has been. So congratulations to Sam Moran. And uh, you'll hear that conversation in just a second. Um, The other thing, and before the game, um, the broadcasters have an opportunity uh, before games to talk with a coach or an assistant coach. And Elon Perrier was the guy to talk to the broadcasters today. We get line combinations. We get some information. Here's what we want to do against this team. Stuff we can use in the broadcast and so so on and so forth. And before the game, Elon Perrier told the story that in the game on Thursday, at one point, Sam Moran in the third period went down and sat where the forwards sit on the bench because that's more in the middle of the ice. He didn't like some of the things that were going on with the Rangers in the game. And Sam has this big, big body that can hold people accountable with his physicality, strength, size, and everything else, went and sat down at the forwards area instead of the D, which is more closer to your D zone, and was chirping their bench and made it really clear that he was not going to tolerate some of the things that were happening on the ice. And it quieted the Rangers bench down. And eventually, he was able to get the gloves off and do a little bit of policing, old school style, but it's policing when he got the, the gloves off with, with Brendan Lemieux. And he'll talk about that in the interview as well. Uh, but, you know, players with that kind of big physicality and the, to know that that's a role that they need to provide for the team is great. Nobody had to tell him to go down and sit at that area of the bench. He did it on his own. So that's a good thing. Use the asset of your size because every player on that ice feels two inches taller, a little stronger when he's in the lineup because it is protection. So uh, congratulations to Sam Moran on his first NHL goal. And let's get to the conversation. I was able to catch up with Samuel after the game, and here's what he had to say. Joining us right now on Flyers Daily, he gets the game winner. He was drafted back in 2013. He gets the game winner against the Rangers. It's Samuel Moran. Samuel, how are you feeling after that one? It's a good feeling. I mean, uh, uh, I don't score a lot of goals, but this one was a it was a great feeling, like a uh, great W for the boys. I think yeah, we played a really good game, so uh, really happy for, with the W. Uh, it's a team game, and I know you always want to give the credit to your teammates. The reaction of your teammates when that puck goes in, they know what you've gone through, Sam, with the injuries, the rehab, the way you come to the rink every day and the attitude that you bring and, and the way you conduct yourself. What did it mean to you when you score that goal and you see the reaction that, that your teammates kind of displayed? Uh, I mean, my teammates are my best friend. I mean, uh, I love every single one of them, right? Like so much. Uh, they, they, I know that they were really happy for me, and uh, I'm just extremely lucky to have a teammate like this. I mean, uh, Flyers organization is is awesome uh, from uh, from uh, up to bottom. It's it's, it's unreal. It's it's a great feeling, and I, I mean, it's a moment I, I really enjoy, and I think. The boys too are really happy for me, so it's it's, it's special for sure. Uh, obviously, I I, I gotta enjoy it right now. Uh, call my family and stuff, but uh, yeah, I need to reset for for the next game. And uh, yeah, it can be too high because uh, it's easy to it, I, it's easy to score. Not easy, but everyone can score a goal or play two good games in the international hockey. But obviously, I want to stay and make an impact for a long term. So I need to I need to be ready for the next game. Obviously. Sam, you and I have talked over the years through your rehabs and everything, whether it was uh, on on the air or on the elevator, and and th- there was a time that maybe you think this would wouldn't happen, wasn't there? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I got the thing I, t- I tell myself uh, when I went through that second ACL, second Riyadh, I tell myself, hey, Sammy, you're going to gonna take it day by day and you're going to work hard. And the only thing, you, I, I just wanted to play hockey again. I, I, I didn't really want to, I didn't think about anything else. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy. It's obviously when you work hard and you have a good attitude, like good stuff happen. It's just, it's just the way it is, you know, like life is like this. If you don't, if you don't, uh, if you believe in yourself and you you don't give up, like then some good stuff gonna happen. And uh, yeah, Sam, uh, one of the things you bring to the table with that incredible reach as well is the physicality that this team really needs. In, in the game uh, the, on Thursday, the eight three loss, um, you got to get the mitts off with Brendan Lemieux, but Elon Perrieri also uh, told us uh, that during that game, at one point, you went down and sat with the forwards and had some things to say to the Rangers bench that there was going to be accountability at that end of the ice. Uh, I think it worked, didn't it? Uh, it's something I can bring on the table. Obviously. I'm a, I, I can, I can drop the mitts and be physical. Uh, I'm a big boy. Uh, uh, you know, it's something I have in me, you know, uh, I like to do it. And uh, there's a lot of very tough guys out there. Uh, obviously the Rangers, they don't want to do anything with me. So it's it was kind of hard to get that fight, but uh, I'm uh, I give a lot of props to Lemieux. Like he's I'm way bigger than him, and he dropped his glove, and I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, but obviously, uh, they are uh, they're on your side of the bench, and I don't like them. So and I, I just I need to I bring that that game and that I'm annoying and all that stuff. And it's kind of something I bring, and and the guys have maybe a little bit bigger shoulder pads when I'm in the lineup, you know. Uh, everybody grows two inches and, and is a lot stronger when you're in a lap. Last thing for you, Sam, um, as important as this win is, it, it needs to be the beginning of something you guys riding the ship with, with some consistency and sound defensive play. Is this one of those uh, games that you can certainly build on and, and start to right the ship and, and start a new course here uh, of playing really good hockey, starting in your defensive zone? Yeah, we need to, I mean, the good thing we did tonight is, you know, we, we got scored that first goal. We're playing really well against and. And uh, I mean, I didn't play all those games, but I know yesterday we kind of collapsed right after that first goal, and we're playing well and stuff. So, uh, good thing we didn't. And uh, I think uh, it, it, it's hard mentally when you, when the, the puck doesn't bounce on your side, and uh, and you just uh, kind of unlucky a little bit on some bounce, and and we we stay with it, you know. And uh, that goal, you the, the other side was really good, and Rangers have a really good team, you know. They're playing really well, and uh, I think it, we show a lot of characters and. We need to we need to play good next game. You know, it's not gonna if we this game's not gonna mean anything if we if we just play if we go in Buffalo and we don't play well. So we need to be ready to go. Absolutely, Sam. Congratulations on your first NHL goal. Thanks for doing this. Best of luck coming up on Monday in Buffalo. We really appreciate yeah. it. Okay, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Always great to catch up with uh, Samuel Moran. Uh, I get a chance over the years, and when he was injured he would be in Philadelphia rehabbing and um, in the press box, and I would ride the elevator down with him quite a bit because I would go up and watch the first period upstairs in the press box and then go back downstairs to my broadcast location uh, just outside the Flyers' dressing room. And I would always ride the elevator down with him. We'd always talk, and, how you doing? How's the, how's the you know process of rehab going? And, you know, there'd be days where he was really upbeat and other days where, you know, it, it, it's tough. And you don't know if you're doing all this work for nothing, if you're just going to get back out there and your knee's going to give out on you again. Um, so awesome stuff uh, for Sam Moran. And, boy, he, uh, with that long reach, too, really made a difference for the Flyers defensively. He didn't just score the game-winning goal. He was good in the game defensively, 
really had great gaps on the Ranger players. Uh, didn't look out of place at all. Admitted in, in his press conference after the game, he's a defenseman. He felt out of place as a forward. So we'll see where this goes for Sam Moran. We'll see where this goes for the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I, I mentioned yesterday on the episode that one of the guys who you were going to hear from in today's episode is Tanner Lashinsky. Now, I had a chance to catch up with Tanner last Thursday. Uh, this is before he went out Friday and scored a hat trick. He's got had a couple goals to this point in the AHL for the Phantoms in his first year of pro hockey. He went out Friday in a 3-2 Phantoms win and got the hat trick. The game winner, a shorthanded breakaway where he pulled it between his legs. Just a, a crazy gutsy move to do at that point. So here's the conversation I had with Flyers prospect Tanner Lashinsky, who's doing really well with the Phantoms. And here he is on Flyers Daily. Uh, joining us right now on Flyers Daily, as we continue to take a look at uh, Flyers prospects, uh, players playing with the Phantoms right now, it's Tanner Lashinsky. Tanner, how are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Um, It's got to feel good to get back into a rhythm of hockey after the last calendar year that we've kind of all been through. But to be able to be on the ice every day and kind of dial in your craft has got to feel pretty pretty nice. Yeah, like you said, uh, it's been, you know, quite a while. It's been, you know, it was a year since I played a game and uh, to come back. And, you know, unfortunately I had that surgery and, you know, I was kind of eager to get back on the ice and kind of delayed a little bit. But uh, I feel better now and, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's always a great time to be out there. So, what was the recovery from surgery like for you? This is like it's a weird time, right? You can't have the at, at points you don't have the normal resources available with a pandemic. So, what was the recovery like for you? Uh, it was actually really good. Uh, you know, I was in Philly at the time, so they were very helpful. Uh, trainers were very helpful. Um, you know, trusting them with everything and uh, went by pretty smoothly. Uh, just took a little longer than expected. Uh, you know, just wanted to be, you know, 100% and healthy for the season. Um, and then I think it was just uh, a little bit of not playing for a year, uh, you know, renagging, you know, the injury after surgery a little bit. But, you know, I feel, you know, 100% now. So that's uh, that's all that matters. After you have surgery sometimes as an athlete, it, it takes a little while to, to regain that, I guess, that, that trust that, is just in you you don't control it it's kind of subliminal in a way do, do you have like full trust in your range of motion your body and everything yeah uh yeah i got full trust now like i said i think it was you know probably the first couple of games where i was still kind of favoring you know one leg over the other or you know one side to the other um but i think that's just with time you know working through uh little stuff here and there and uh little tweaks but like I said, I uh, feel a lot better now and, you know, fully trust uh, my body. So, What was the experience like of camp for you, you know, playing, you know, in Flyers camp with, with all those guys? You weren't, you weren't available during most of that, weren't you? No. Uh, so, unfortunately, you know, I was still recovering from surgery during that time. So, didn't really get to, uh, you know, wasn't able to practice or, you know, play with any of the guys there and, um you know, still was around and, you know, able to watch some, some practices and stuff. But uh majority of the time I, you know, had to do my own schedule and stuff and, you know, rehab and all that stuff. So I, I, I asked some people about you in the organization. They said you're an incredibly hard worker when, when you're observing camp and those guys and, and the way, you know, those NHL guys kind of take care of their craft and the way they prepare, what kind of stuck out to you? Is it just that 
you know, every practice they're just really digging in? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I was, I came, you know, early, I think in October, uh, trying, you know, start training and stuff and, uh, you know, get my legs under me and start doing all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I think just being around some of those guys and, you know, how often they're in the weight room and, uh, you know, how often they're doing, you know, the little extra stuff and, uh, just stay on the ice a little bit longer and working on different things and, uh, staying in the gym a little bit longer. I mean, you know, there's some days where guys are in there for five, four or five hours. So, I mean, that's good to see, um, you know, and that's something that, you know, for me coming in, you know, I just got to work, keep working hard and, you know, do those things and continue to uh, build strength and all that stuff. So you can do that when, when you don't have class to go to, you're coming out of, out of uh, playing in the big 10 for Ohio state. Um, you know, now you're a pro. Is it different to have everything dedicated to hockey as you make that jump? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, before you got to worry about school and other stuff, but I think now it's just, you know, I mean, this is my job now. So the main focus is hockey and, um, you know, trying to get better every day. And, um, you know, when you're going to the rink, you're not, you know, practicing and then, you know, hopping out of there quick to, you know, try and make a class. So you got that extra time to, you know, do what you need to do to prepare for the next day ahead. And I think that's a big part of uh, pro hockey. And, um, you know, that's kind of helped me, um, you know, the past month or so. Do you, do you find with that, because you don't have those other responsibilities of class and running around like, like crazy and getting stuff done, that, you know, this is your job, as you said, it, it almost allows you to take care of your body in the right ways away from the rink, sleep, eat food and all that stuff a little bit, a little bit easier because you don't have those kind of other restrictions or, or things you got to do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're definitely, uh, have a little bit more time in your hands and you can kind of focus on some of those things like sleep and nutrition. And, um, you know, like I said, just, you know, focusing on staying at the rink a little bit longer to, you know, take the time to work on your body and what's sore, um, you know, even stay on the ice a little bit longer to work on different parts of your game, little things. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been good and, you know, I'm enjoying every minute of it. What's the jump been like for you coming from, you know, playing at Ohio State, playing the collegiate game, and it's a high level of hockey. A lot, So many more guys are coming from college hockey, which I love, by the way, um, and, and, and jumping into to professional hockey. What's been the biggest kind of difference from playing in, in collegiate and now playing professionally? Uh, I think the biggest thing is just, uh, you know, the time, time with the puck, um, you know, decision-making. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, everyone's more on a level playing field and stuff. And I think just uh, being smart with your decisions and uh, recognizing the game situations and playing from there. It is, you know, you're all playing with men. You came out of school, you're 23 now. Um, so you, you've had all those years to mature, but everybody, you know, in collegiate game, you got some younger guys. A lot of guys go and play maybe a little junior and then you know, go to college after a year or two playing somewhere. But uh, for the most part, it's big, it's more physical, and it's more taxing too, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, uh, and that's where, you know, the extra things that you can do at the rink um, as far as rehab and taking care of your body really comes into play, um, especially when you got, you know, four games in a week or, you know, three games and four nights. Um, you know, that's those are the little things that, you know, help 
um, prolong your body throughout the season. So, um, you know, I've just been trying to, you know, keep up with that and, um, you know, keep up with the rehabbing and stretching and all that stuff. Um, so I can, uh, you know, still be physically fit towards the end of the year. You scored 48 goals at Ohio state in your four years. Um, but I imagine getting that first pro goal with the Phantoms was one of those ones that you'll remember because as a guy that, you know, scored your fair share of goals, not only collegiately, but I mean, you, you lit it up a couple of years in the USHL and I'm sure growing up, you were filling up the net as well. But you, when you level up to pro, you almost, you almost wonder, am I going to be able to score there? What's that first one like for you? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was an awesome feeling, you know, uh, I just, uh, that's, you know, it was a weight off the shoulders for me. Um, I, you know, I knew it was coming. I could just feel it was coming, but it was just a matter of time. Uh, but I think the main thing for me was just, I just had to continue to work hard and do little things. And, um, you know, I, I'd have my chances and, you know, hopefully a couple would go in. So it's lucky enough and, you know, fortunate enough, uh, that, uh, you know, popped my first one and, you know, obviously a very excited feeling. So. We have a lot of uh, guys that played the game that listen to this podcast. We have some that don't. Can you kind of verbalize or explain that feeling? I could feel it coming. So those that maybe didn't play the game kind of know what that feels like. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I was getting a lot of good chances, and I thought I was playing really well. And um, you know, obviously, not every puck's going to go in the net, but I just, you know, I'd stick with it and keep doing the right things. And um, you can you can kind of just feel. Uh, you know, a sense of coming to you. It's almost magnetic, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's almost, you know, you can feel that, you know, good things are coming. Um, You know, you've been doing the right things and um, you know, you've had some tough bounces here and there, but you know that you're, you know, your bounces are coming your way. So I think that was for me, you know, just keeping the positives and um, just keep working hard. And, you know, then I kind of, you know, started to feel that uh, it was going to come. So, um, you're a guy, you have four assists on the season as well through 11 games, two goals and four assists. You have six points, a distributor as well. If you did your fair share of that, uh, coming through Ohio state, uh, you got to pride yourself on setting up teammates as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think, uh, at times, you know, I try to make the extra pass instead of taking the shot. And I think that, uh, you know, gets me sometimes cause you know, I, I do like to move the puck and distribute it and set up my teammates and, you know, watch them score a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, especially at the pro level, you know, I'm learning to try and shoot the puck more and, uh, you know, just get, get pucks to the net and create chances off that. Tanner, one of the things when you get to the pro level, and I was talking to, I think it was Wade Allison last week, I said, what's the difference, you know, when you're facing – pro goalies, you know, when you get to the HL or when you're in camp and you're facing, you know, Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, those kind of guys. And he just said, they just seem to get a piece of everything. It, it almost drives you crazy. He said his first practice, he, he didn't get a single goal in practice and it was driving him nuts. But what do you got to do to score at the pro level? It's changing the angle of your shot and those things. Yeah, I think it's just a big thing is, you know, just having a quick release. Um, you know, you look at most of the goals in the NHL, obviously, um, you know, there's some that are just unbelievable shots, but for the most part, you know, they're quick release on and off the stick, you know, type of shots um, that cut, catch the goalie off guard. You know, so, sometimes it's not always the uh, the speed of the puck, but um, just different trajectory and uh, just getting it off your stick quick. So, 
do you almost, you know, guys that score a lot of goals, they have this innate ability. I don't even know if they know they have it, some of them. But when the goalie's like loaded on one leg and he can't go in a certain direction, you kind of almost see those things in, in the way he's presenting himself, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Shoot, shoot where, he's, where he was, not where he's going, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it drives a goalie crazy if you're coming across the middle and you're going one way and then he shoots the way that you just left. Your, your body just doesn't want to go back that way. It's, it's bizarre. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it's, believe me, I've let in my fair share. Um, you were drafted <laughs> in the sixth round, uh, 169th overall back in the 2016 draft. What, what, what's the journey been like since that moment when, when you found out that the, the Flyers drafted you to play in your first pro games? Can you kind of encapsulate the whole thing in a way? Yeah, I think it's just been, you know, uh, trying to keep getting better every year. Um, you know, keep setting, you know, goals for myself um, in college from year to year. Um, and then I think just trying to improve my overall game. Um, you know, I think I have a pretty good set of skills, but I think, uh, you know, just sculpting my game to more of a pro style um, over the past four years, I think that's helped me tremendously. Um, and it's made my transition a little bit easier um, from my senior year into my first pro year. So I think the biggest thing for me was, you know, trying to focus on, you know, being in the right spots, uh, playing good defensively and playing a 200 foot game. And, um, you know, I think that's what's made kind of the transition a little bit easier for me. When you look at it too, you know, the game at the pro level is so detailed, right? It's all the little things. It's when you're going to chip a puck in, get it deep, you know, don't, just chip it to the top of the circle because the recoil is on back, you know, the transition game's back on top of you. And then they got an odd man rush. Is that something that you almost have to tell yourself as, as often as possible? Like, Hey, the details, the details, the details. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it starts, you know, in practice, um, you know, and it translates into the game. And I think, you know, the, the smart play is always, you know, the easier play, I think, Um, you know, going from college to pro, you know, you're so you're used to so much time, but, um, you know, the transition, I think you just have to dumb it down, and, um, you know, make the simple plays because those are the plays that, you know, maybe don't tend to stand out, but, you know, they add up if you're doing, you know, all the little things right. Um, you know, for me personally, I think, you know, that's, you know, the kind of player I am. I just try to uh, do the right things and not make too many mistakes. So. Uh, as you started, when did you start your hockey journey? When did you first get on skates? Uh, I think I was uh, about three. Oh, geez. So you started way early. Uh, what, yeah. What was it that, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're a professional athlete. You were good at other sports. What other sports did you play? Uh, I played baseball um, growing up as well. Um, and I stopped playing that, uh, I think, right before high school. And then I just kind of fully committed myself to hockey from there. So it's like Bantam. Yeah. So when you when you knew that you were a little different than every other kid, you know, you're a little bit better. You're playing on elite teams. You're having a lot of success. You know, what's what's that like, you know, coming to that realization that, hey, I might be able to make this a career? Because that's a – you all dream about it as kids, right? But yeah, realization like something that wasn't just the pipe dream and was a realistic dream for you. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, 
even when I'd made the decision to not play baseball anymore, I think that was um, the first time where I was like, this is what I want to do. I think, you know, I can go far in this, you know, in the sport, I think go far in hockey. And um, I think from there, then it was my main focus was just to keep reaching the next level. Um, And I think that's, that's kind of what my driving point was and working hard off the ice and stuff. And, um, you know, I gave up baseball and I was, you know, I was pretty good at baseball, but I knew, you know, I had, uh, you know, I was kind of, it's kind of better at hockey and I feel like, you know, my skill sets and stuff in hockey were, would, uh, help me get to, you know, the higher levels. You guy that watches a lot of, uh, NHL games on a night off or when you get back from the rink, a little West coast game, the shark tank or something like that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I like to uh, watch games here and there. Um, you know, uh, after you know, after playing hockey games, I like to you know hang out and watch some TV. I don't like to you know focus too much on hockey, but you know, on off days and stuff, I'll you know put on a game probably at night and watch that with my roommate and stuff. So, all right, growing up in Illinois, who was your favorite player? Favorite player growing up was actually Yaromir uh, Yager. Really? Wow. That's, that's, uh, I, I, you, you try to pick up things from his game, like protect the way he protected the puck with that big hockey. Yeah. Puck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I actually, that's, uh, that's one of the biggest things, you know, I, from watching him was, uh, puck protection and, you know, just how strong he was on the stick and, you know, all the little things that he does so well. Um, I think that was kind of, uh, you know, how I got into, you know, trying to protect pucks and be strong down low with my stick. So, dude is such a freak too. When he came here, he, he requested a key to the practice facility so he could go at night and skate by himself after you know already practicing and stuff. Yeah, it was, and he's just, still playing. Just an animal. Yeah, oh, just to- absolutely ridiculous. They don't make him like that. Uh, hey, no. Tanner, I, I appreciate you joining us, man. I, I know that uh, we're going to see you up with the Flyers real soon. What's that moment going to be like when you, you do get to the NHL? I know it's it's you're trying to concentrate on what's in front of you, but when you get there and you walk into the room and you're, and that Jersey's hanging in the stall for the first time. Yeah. Like you said, uh, I think right now, like, um, you know, I'm just trying to focus on, you know, the day to day and, um, you know, playing here and just doing what I can here to, uh, you know, obviously hopefully one day make it there. Um, but you know, if that moment comes, you know, it'll be, you know, indescribable, It'll be obviously everything I've been working towards and, you know, dreaming of since I was a little kid. Um, And yeah, I don't really know, you know, what the moment will bring. Uh, It'll probably be a lot of joy, happiness, you know, excitement, a little nervousness, but yeah, hopefully uh, that moment does come and hopefully I'll be ready for it. So. Well, I'm sure you will. You're playing real well this season. Uh, great reports on your play with the Phantoms. Thanks for doing this, Tanner. Best of luck uh, with the rest of this season, and uh, we'll talk soon. Perfect. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Tanner Lashinsky from Ohio State University now doing great things with the Phantoms, and we may see him at some point this season where he has looked really good for the Flyers. Uh, when you come out of college after four years, you're much more mature physically, and your game's more mature. There's an adjustment to the pro game. Uh, but great to catch up with Tanner Lashinsky. We appreciate him joining us here on Flyers Daily. Tomorrow's episode, we will hear that interview with Kevin Woodley from Ingle Magazine, and we'll break down Carter Hart's season, the struggles that he's had, and kind of give some context uh, about his environment, some of the things that are different in his game, the structure of his game, 
So we'll talk with Kevin Woodley in tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. Everybody, enjoy this win. Two points in the standings against the Rangers. What a great feeling. We'll be back tomorrow with another brand new episode of Flyers Daily.